0: Hello, Karen. I'm thrilled to see you on this beautiful, in my world, balmy Thursday. Um, Yeah, it's like 53 degrees, and that's in Bend. But how are you doing, and how is the weather where you are? I am wonderful. Not, okay, I'm fine.
1: I am in beautiful Sheffield, Alabama, where it is 61 degrees. Oh, damn, nice. I know. It got up to 70 this week and I was just like, oh my God, heavenly reason the South should exist. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, I'm good. It is wonderful to see you. I, okay. Are we okay? Are we scratchy on microphones? I just, everybody will get this microphone oh. check. Am I scratchy at all? You're not scratchy at all. Am I scratchy a little bit? I don't, yes, but I don't know if it might be me.
0: Okay. Maybe I'm, gonna I'm just, scratchy to myself. I'm going to do this situation and then we'll see. like a cowboy hat like i'm like a little cowboy hat yeah like that that okay you don't sound scratchy that's better yeah yeah right yeah okay no we're amazing cowgirls yes (laughs) with our with our uh wired headset yes listeners you probably noticed that our sound it might not be as clear as usual that's okay we're going mic free today and we're just making it work so so yes so karen i'm so glad to see you in your beautiful Sheffield's environment where there is a over your I guess it is your left shoulder there looks to be like a nice impressionist painting of a snowy scene and or something. Wow, yes. And you know, it's one of those things that like
1: I am in my grandparents house so much that like I literally if you had if you had shown me a picture of that painting and been like is this in your grandparents house I would have been like no. <laughs> That's so true. I get that. (laughs) And this is the room in the house. I'm in the living room. This is the room in the house where we were never allowed as
0: children. Oh, okay. That's like the fancy room. Oh
1: my gosh. This is the like company is here. Company we like is here. Plastic all in all of the furniture. No one ever came in this room. And I don't know when it happened that my grandmother like had this awakening around like oh everybody's taking the plastic off we're all just sitting in this room but yeah so it's like also looking around like oh
0: okay that's what's in here great yeah (laughs) it's like wait i've been in this house so many times and yet i couldn't tell you about the snowy scene in the picture frame that's that's so interesting i find that like okay i have a little tangent like i guess it's not a tangent because it's related to what you're saying but i do think it's interesting to think about like how houses are constructed these days versus or how they're used these days versus how they were used when you're talking about like being a child and not being able to go into your living room because like a you know like plastic on furniture what is the origin of that i mean what and then b like i i guess i just also wonder there's all there's always a room in a house that's like over 40 years old i feel like there's always a room that no one used like for the house that my mom lives in which is the house I grew up in has a formal dining room that's actually what we call it a formal dining room I think I have eaten there I mean twice maybe like in my life and it what I don't even know maybe once and like it was because it was like overflow for a party or something like that and so like now when people have Homes, they don't have rooms that people don't use. Like that just seems like very counterintuitive. Like, why have extra space? I don't know. Anyway, random mm-hmm. aside. No, you're totally right, and it's something
1: I completely took for granted. Like because everybody, I mean, I have a ton of relatives down here. Yeah, and they all have this some version of this room in their totally. Homes. You're exactly right. Like, what is never it? Never came that? in here. I don't know. And it also. <laughs> Somewhere there's an architecture historian who is going to know the answer to these questions. Yes. You also just reminded me. So in your time in Chicago, (laughs) I can't talk about it without laughing. So (laughs) people who grew up in Chicago, I will just say this, grew up with the front room. Oh, yeah. And I was a full on adult before I knew that it was the front room oh like i grew up thinking it was spelled like f-r-o-n-c-h room front room like the front room oh, it's the front room <laughs> yeah that is some deep chicago
0: accent happening in there the front oh room. My, because it's it's a chicago accent saying the word front and it's french well yeah the front room front room Just going into the front room. Also, is there plastic on the furniture in the front room? Are you allowed to go to the front room? Okay, Uh, so it's an off limits. Front room is off limits. Got it. Yep. Yeah. Wow. I always thought that when you said front room or front room, it was always like the kind of like the, I don't even know what it's called. Kind of like the screened in porch type of room. Is that what you meant? Or is it like, oh, no, Mm no, 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 no.
1: Okay. Oh, no. Like um, in my house, like, the south side when we were growing up it was like the it was the living room it was like the like this kind of this version of that room it was like the first room
0: that you came into when you came into the house Was the front got room. it was that room also like did you come now this is getting in the weeds but like did you come in the front door all the time through the front room or did you come in the back because my grandmother grew up in a house in michigan but i wonder if there's similarities in terms of a front room because she had a front room in that house it's called 382 it's a it's the name of the ad it's the address number it doesn't matter anyway the point is is that like we never came through that front door that front door was only for like fancy company we would come through like the kitchen in the back and that's that was basically the front door for the family does that make sense yes we have the exact same thing in this house yeah oh really
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The front door, I don't even... Again, I don't even know when we started using the front door. We always
0: came in through the carport, which is another very Alabama thing to have carport.
1: Not a garage, a carport.
0: So it just is like an awning over where you should park? Correct. Got it. I love how you just so seamlessly just like ease right into the Southern accent. (laughs) Seriously, Karen? I mean, you could really, like, you could uh, be the voiceover actress for a, like, someone who's from Chicago and also from the South. Like, you just, you'd be really, really good.
1: I really appreciate that. I mean, (laughs) as I've mentioned, you can't really do anything down here. It's just easier. Because I would spend all of my time repeating myself. Oh. Right. Like I'm here for I'm here for Mr. Paul Cole. Excuse me, I'm here for Mr. Cole. I mean, it's just easier.
0: Oh. Right. <laughs> so you you yeah. have to transition into that. Like that's like a survival yeah. skill. It is. Yeah, no, it just makes life so much easier. That makes a lot of sense. That makes so much sense. Also, if any listeners know the origin of plastic on furniture, <laughs> I genuinely would be interested. Or maybe I'll just do like a 3-second Google search and come back next week and just be like, by the way, for those people hanging on the edge of their plastic-covered seats. I'm here for it. Ooh, okay. Speaking of a follow-up,
1: Seamless Segway. Segway, yes. Lady, catch us up on the reveal.
0: Oh my goodness. Okay, so for everyone listening who did listen, hopefully you have listened to our previous episode from last week. If not, stop right now and just go back to it. It's all about being visible. It was we both were talking about how, well, you were mentioning how you were doing these amazing reels for the Feminist Writer Society. And then I was mentioning that I have this photo shoot and I was very cryptic about it. And I was like, I might release the photos. I'm not really sure. And they're all about me loving my body at post hysterectomy and da, da, da. Anyway, so I did it. I released them and it has now been two days since I released them. And I put them into a reel on my Instagram that was accompanied by like a very lengthy description of kind of why they are meaningful to me I will say Karen that like I was a hundred percent terrified no that's not true Mm. seven thousand percent terrified (laughs) like like I really was I mean but then I also felt like I've been thinking about this for so long I think really the lead up to me like kind of posting the photos I just couldn't get it out of my mind and I was like if I don't do this I'm going to be continually thinking about this and I need to just like move on it's like now that I've done it, I want to just do the next thing. And I want to like grow in a different way. And I like, it's kind of like, I wouldn't say it's behind me, but it's just something that like, okay, that's helping me grow. And I was like, I was pushing myself behind. I was like, I had this wall that I was like coming up against. And I was like, I need to do it. I want to do it. I really, really want to be visible. I want to do it. And then I was like, Oh God, oh God, oh God, this was so terrifying. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. And I like opened the door and then I did it. And like the response has been tremendous. Honestly, Karen, it's been so amazing. Thank you for your wonderful screaming text. I was so happy to hear from you. And then I like, I've gotten a lot of texts from other people. And I actually went on a walk with a friend here in Bend this morning. And she, I mean, she's amazing. She was basically telling me about how she struggles so much with loving her body like so much and it was just it made me sad like it was she was like well what do you feel like did did you you know she basically was like when you took these photos and for people who don't know what i'm talking about basically this was like a how would you say like it was like a, a clothing it was there wasn't as much clothing as i normally wear <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> like how would you there say? were various de- degrees of yes
0: of undress. I mean, there was there was no, like, actual, like, you know, like, full, like, you're not seeing much, actually, in the photos. But, like, it's, they're PG for Instagram. But it was um very clear that there was nothing on underneath. And she was just, like, you know, how, she's like, I saw your photos. That's so courageous of you. And she's like, I could never do that. Like, I would need everything to be airbrushed. And then I would tell them to make different, you know, like, poses in different positions and that kind of thing. And it made me sad, but it also made me... Grateful that she was being honest. You know, I was like, yeah, totally. I'm like, look, I am also like, I am really feeling. I actually mentioned you, Karen, because I was like, because this person doesn't know me super well. And I was like, um, or hasn't known me for very long. And I told her about like how I have written about body acceptance and how you and I did an event about that. And that's like what actually ignited our friendship and all of that. And I was like, and also I'm like, yeah, I'm a person in the world. Like, just because I'm putting myself out there like that and like, you know, covering myself up with a sheet and like, doesn't mean I'm not thinking the same thoughts that all of us have, you know? And it's just like, but I don't know. It was amazing. Like the response has been really incredible. I mean, I just, I have only, I'm very lucky. I've only gotten positive responses. And so it's just, it was, yeah, it's been, it's been nice.
1: Oh,
0: I was so excited. Like I cited my screaming text, like
1: so excited to see it. And it's like one of those things too, that like, you know, the Instagram algorithm is a tricky bitch and you just don't know what you're going to see. And it was like literally the first thing <gasps> I saw when I opened Instagram and I was so excited. I like literally screamed. Was like, oh my God, she did
0: it she did it!" oh I'm my like,
1: God, Oh, they're just so beautiful. And I feel like you said that you described them, but they're so much more beautiful and artful and like expressive than even I could imagine and I really honestly feel like everyone in the world should do some version of that because yes. your joy is palpable yes right? like this, like in the sensuality like not in a sexual way but just like it's palp, like in a body you are embodying your body way is like palpable in
0: these photos and it's just so joyous and Oh, So cool. Thank you, Karen. I really appreciate that. That means so much to me. And like, I totally agree with you in terms of everyone doing it for themselves. Like, even if you don't share it, or if you just, whatever it is, like, even the act of getting in front of a camera to honor yourself, and only for yourself is a very liberating experience. And it's like, it's definitely, I mean, that was an enormous part of it. Yes, obviously, like sharing it is really nice. But it's like, the experience is actually like being in it. Like the experience is like, oh, I'm worth having a photo of myself in this way. Like, it's like, I totally agree with you. It's very, it was very, very liberating. And like, you're right about the artfulness of it. I mean, so my photographer, her name is also Karen and her name is Karen Pride. She lives in um in uh, Portland and she is just, I mean yeah she's like super 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 talented and like it was just me being with her was just such a safe environment too and so it's like a couple of my friends were like oh my gosh you're doing a boudoir shoot and I was like actually no it's the opposite of that like and even though I am like basically naked in these photos like it doesn't at least to me feel like it's like for someone else or for a romantic interest or like I don't it's like I'm not turning toward the proverbial male gaze type of thing like it's like it's about me. So, but that's, that's also her talent. I mean, she's incredible. So yeah, I hope she gets more business out of it, honestly. I know.
1: Well, and it's also, I don't, I mean, nothing against boudoir shoots. I know. People of course are not. in them. like for, I also like it conjures an image of like, like you said, the male gaze and lace teddies and this like kind of like, you know what
0: I mean? It's just a very specific genre of photography totally. that this is not. Totally. But also I completely agree with you in terms of like honoring that as well. And like, there's so much beauty in boudoir shoots. And like, I have friends who have had incredibly liberating experiences having boudoir shoots. And so it's like, that's also beautiful. It was just not my journey in this situation. So, but yeah, being visible in that way is terrifying. And also like, it was, it was, it was great. Like, I'm glad I did it. And what's so interesting is like, I, you know, I've been trying to figure out, I know I haven't talked about it publicly on the pod but like I'm in like a transitional period with work right now and I really don't know what I'm doing and one of the people who follows me on Instagram is a friend of mine kind of like a she's a friend but she's you know not like in my close close circle but she's kind of attached to my close circle and she texted me yesterday and she was like hey would you have any interest in coming to Palm Springs in March with me because I'm going to this like summit that's like this like conference basically for like creative entrepreneurs and like small business owners and it's primarily female and i was like whoa and here's the thing karen like in no way do i think that like my photo shoot like i did it for something it to lead to something but like I, I don't think there's a coincidence this person asking me and like me showing up in that way for her to be like, hey, I want you to come. I want to like you to share this Airbnb with me, like with a, a few other people. But I was just like, I think it's just when you kind of put yourself out there and show like, hey, this is me, you do attract some stuff. And so that hopefully is also aligned. I mean, there could be riffraff in there as well, but you know, hopefully this the, the Palm Springs trip, thankfully, is aligned. So I, I'm doing it.
1: Ah <gasps> oh my gosh. That's
0: fantastic. Damn. Damn. (laughs) I love Palm Springs.
1: That is so badass. It's so true. I know we've talked about this too. Like that, the law of attraction is real. Yes. When you are on the path you were supposed to be on, all kinds
0: of things come your way. It's so true. It is so, so true. So, so yeah. So that's, thank you for asking and thanks for being so kind about it, about my photo shoot. But yes, that is, yeah, that's what's happening in my life. And I would love to know, though, on like the edge of my seat about what's happening in Sheffield at the Clarion Inn. You were like, I'm talking about this at, well, you also mentioned that you're, you had a, a mug of something that you wanted to mention.
1: Yeah. So um, I just, I wanted to make this confession okay. because um, I have, we have at least one listener, Lori, Lori, I love you who I, um, Lori messaged me, Lori writes for Rebellious and takes oh nice gorgeous photos and is like one of the like Rebellious OGs and uh, messaged me really early in the morning and I was like admiring her like being up so early and she said something about caffeine and I, and she said something about like me giving it up. She listens to the pot. And she was like, oh yeah, you I'm so impressed you and Katie gave up caffeine and then I was like, oh, Lori shit, I gotta come clean. I'm back on the junk. This is a
0: large McDonald's Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it bad that I want to cheer for you, Karen? Like, (laughs) I I do. I kind of do. I mean, how are you feeling, like, about it? Like, how are you, how is this experience landing for you? (sighs) Okay, so here is, I have, I'm on this journey.
1: I will just name that still. And here's what I've discovered is the problem. Okay. One cup of coffee, I feel awake. I feel alive. I feel creative. I feel generative. I'm like, okay, yes, let's do this. I'm ready to take on the day. Well, if one cup of coffee feels this good, surely two cups of coffee will feel twice as good. Oh, and God. that's not how the math Nah. The math is not mathic. That's not how that shit works. Oh. Diminishing returns, right? Like, I should always just stop at whatever. There is a threshold, right? That, like, whatever that rush of caffeine is that, like, gives me the rush without a crash and without anxiety and feeling jittery and vibrating all day. But I never... I don't know what that threshold is, and I have not successfully stayed
0: under Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm so sorry, but that's so real because you're right. It's like having a little thimble of coffee, like, you know, being an Italian and having like a little espresso type of thing. Like, that's probably the most ideal scenario, but it's like to not... Yeah, it's, but you're right. It's like, it's like being at the casino. It's like, ooh, I just scored the jackpot. Why wouldn't I bet all of the money that I just raised to score the jackpot again? Correct. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, no,
1: I need to, I need to call it. I need to be cut off. (laughs) How has, it's been what? Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, it's been necessary this week. I will say, um, I mean the drive down here, all of the things, but yeah,
0: I'm gonna have to cut back at some point again. Oh, is it like? Do you find that your sleep is being impacted at all?
1: Oh, Katie, I'm an (laughs) addict. (laughs) Of course, did that stop me from finishing my diet coke at eleven thirty last night? No,
0: no, it did not. Yeah, I mean the thing is, it's like we're human we got to give ourselves a break you know like there's yeah i'm with you i have to be honest with you as well i have to confess so when i was in portland and after i the day of my photo shoot i was like i need to um oh are you okay oh you're good you're if you want to move to a different disturbing. location yeah yeah move, move, move. it's totally fine it's i'll fine. just cut no worries don't worry don't worry Oh, no, you have to leave this in the absurdity (laughs) of
1: our lives.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Friends, you are on the ride with us. We are making it work. Oh, my goodness. I have these new glasses, and I really think I look like a frog. They're green. This isn't helping people with audio, but I look a little (laughs) bit like a frog.
1: Tyler's like you look
0: like a turtle I'm like I, like I was like yeah maybe a turtle I don't know <laughs> he wasn't being mean He was just like he's like I don't think a frog is the right is the right thing but anyway <laughs> oh my gosh Karen are you okay in that room yes
1: hold on wait I'm go
0: off to you again oh I'm sorry okay okay <laughs> anyway back to my turtle vibes um yeah so I don't know I'm not sure if I like these glasses we'll see how it goes There's also, yeah, I keep sending back glasses and they keep sending me more because I'm getting exchanges and I'm like, I don't think I can keep doing that in good conscience because it's like custom prescriptions. Anyway, hope you haven't lost all of our listeners. (laughs) Oh, look, that's a beautiful bedspread. It's a beautiful quilt. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay. Let me
1: cover up the laundry. That's not my Oh, my God. Don't
0: worry. I'm not. I can't even see it. Don't worry. Oh, my gosh.
1: I look. (laughs) I either look really tall or
0: really short. Actually, this looks like a virtual background. It does. Actually, you look like you're green screened right now. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You totally do. I don't know why that is, but it's all right. We're here for it. I don't remember what we were talking about at all, but... uh... Oh, God, I'm sorry. Uh, No, don't be sorry. Oh, yes. Oh, 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 that I have a confession. Okay. So I was in Portland and I was like, I'm so proud of myself for doing this photo shoot. I'm going to go out for Indian food. So I go out for Indian food, which is like my favorite Indian restaurant in Portland. It's called Bollywood Theater. Anyone who goes to Portland, please do not ever leave without going to Bollywood Theater. It's incredible. It's not a theater. It's just the name of the restaurant. Anyway, point is, get the tali plate whatever anyway Ugh. just just text me if you go to portland anyway the point is is that um in the space right next to the bollywood theater is salt and straw which salt and straw is a portland-based um ice cream company that it's an ice cream shop they have locations in san francisco really some of the best ice cream i've ever had and did i have ice cream fuck yeah i did and then i was like whatever it's totally fine so now i've been kind of like slowly having more so like when lucy died our neighbors they gave us an entire chocolate cake from our favorite um <laughs> our favorite uh like a uh, grocery store which was so kind in in bend it's this place called market of choice and did we eat the shit out of that fuck yeah we did and i was like it doesn't like whatever so now i'm trying to like wean off but like i'm realizing that the yeah bacteria that grows in your stomach when you're having a lot of refined sugar is loving life right now. And so all it wants is more sugar. And so I did the other day, like Tyler and I over the weekend, I was like, let's go rock climbing because we've been rock climbing lately. And he had like a full on panic attack at the rock climbing gym. Like he was just like, I'm going to die. You're going to die. This rope is stupid. I how are we going to do this? I was like, you're really cool. You're totally fine. He's like, this is a lot. I was like, we're going to keep going. And then at the end, I was like, the whole time, all I'm thinking is like, I'm just needing to emotionally eat right now because your anxiety is rubbing off on me and I'm becoming anxious. So obviously I just need chocolate cake. So we went to market of choice and got more (laughs) chocolate cake cut to 12 hours later when i am in the middle of the night waking up with like full-on like hellacious nightmares so i wake up the next morning and i was like oh hey i'm like so forgot that little piece of you know detail that like yet sugar not only gives me anxiety and depression fun it also gives me like the worst nightmares and i told him about the nightmares and they're too dark to even talk about on the pod and like he was like okay well we're done with Sugar now, and I was like, "Damn it!" So yeah, oh. but but really, the truth is, I'm not done. I went over to a friend's oh, place no. for pizza last night, and I had a oatmeal raisin cookie. <gasps> oh, I know oh. those bacteria are rearing their ugly heads right now. Anyway, oh
1: my gosh, the joy though, so much the joy. joy. I mean, you and I were talking earlier about Girl Scout cookies, and yes, and longtime listeners know I've been on this four-year, you know almost four and a half year way of eating journey and had cut like everything and order was ordering these girl scout cookies like am i really gonna act like i'm never gonna have a thin mint again for the rest of my life no oh i can't eat a whole sleeve of them in one sitting but i gotta i just gotta learn to like i can just have one and put it back in the freezer totally
0: totally totally Tuxedo Thin Mints going to a home near you soon. Seriously. We just need one Thin Mint to be delivered every night. I got the perfect temperature. Like it'll come in yes. its own little lake. Do you like Do you like frozen Thin Mints? Are you one oh, of those yeah. that put... Oh, you do. Oh, See, yeah. I have a hard time with freezing Girl Scout cookies. I don't know why. Mm. I feel like I can't taste them as well. Maybe I'm... I don't know. Yeah, I don't... Mm. You love it? Everyone loves it. That's it's totally a thing.
1: I have traditionally, that is how I've eaten them, but I haven't had Girl Scout. I don't even know the last time I had a Girl Scout cookie. So, uh, TBD when mine arrive in two to 15 business days, which was the window delivery window. Okay, racket. <laughs> also,
0: six bucks a box is a racket.
1: Yeah, no, six bucks a box. And as I told you, when you order them online, and which I have to because I ordered them from my coworker who lives in Atlanta you have to buy at least four boxes to get delivery.
0: Wow. I mean, Girl Scouts are raking it in. Like, that is... I really wonder what the revenue is of Girl Scout cookies per year. I bet it's tremendous. I mean, billions, I would imagine.
1: I I do have a friend who works for
0: the Girl Scouts who I'm going to see uh, next week. I will ask her. Oh, my gosh. Please report back. I'm actually really interested. I mean, I, I was a Girl Scout as a kid. Like, I think it's great. It's a wonderful organization. But, like also not but anything it's just like wow good for them they have a product that people crave oh man yeah yeah
1: yeah it's really what's really funny is that like it's just been funny to watch on slack like the people looking for girl scout cookies and then the people selling them and like watching this like drug dealer like exchange happening (laughs) and like my coworker whose kid is selling them (laughs) changed her slack name to i have girl scout cookies (laughs)
0: That's so amazing. That is amazing. I bet her kid is going to get a lot of what is it patches? I guess if they sell like, oh gosh, that's so funny patches. Patches, I Bad- guess, right? Patches or badges or badges? Because you you sew the pa- the patch on, but maybe you call it a badge. I don't know. Maybe they oh, don't sew anything anymore. I, don't know. I
1: was just about to say these are these kids these kids don't write cursive. They're not sewing anything. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: Do they know how to thread a needle? Like, doubtful. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Okay, well, I'm really happy that we talked about Girl Scout Cookies, and I am very excited not only for the revenue conversation, but also for you to report back on the taste, because I might yeah. need to get some. Oh, man. So good. I completely forgot
1: about what else we were talking about today. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I'm blank. <laughs> it's been a day. Uh, okay. We were going to follow up our being visible conversation with a conversation about being loud.
0: Yes. Yes. I love this so much. Yes. Take it away.
1: And inspired by you really, I think off pod a couple of weeks ago, well, we know we talked about it, I think on pod, like just this idea of like losing your filter, like that filter, you know, over a certain age, the filter starts to drop, like, in a certain place in your life situationally things drop and I feel like yeah you had an experience of being out with people who were like and you just were like yourself yes (laughs) yes and what you really thought and people were like I've never experienced you this way before and (laughs) you're like oh this is how I am literally all of the time I'm not around you (laughs) yes exactly yes yeah and yeah I just feel like I recently have really felt like I don't, I don't know what's happened. <laughs> it could frankly be the caffeine talking if I'm honest with myself, mm. but I have had more of a willingness to be like, am to confront things as I see them happening, right? Like, am I going to let this go? Or am I going to just like try to head this shit off? And I recently have been like, no, no, we got to nip this
0: in the bud. Ooh. So you're saying something when something's not feeling good versus like, kind of like waiting or like stuffing it or like, how is it? manifesting for you
1: uh in like a, i'm trying to not t- i don't want to say too much uh so yeah, like okay in, uh, it's just good
0: so yes <laughs> exactly <In laughs> it,
1: say you're in a meeting for instance
0: mm-hmm. hypothetical
1: hypothetically you're in a meeting and someone who is an authority over you is laying out a plan that you're like mmm. I don't, I don't know, or a colleague, a colleague or somebody, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody is laying out a plan that involves you and you're just like, ah, mm, not so much with this. Do I just go along with this? And then I feel like I read the room. I looked around the Zoom room and everybody was like, (laughs) (laughs) or was making a face or was clearly looking down at their phones texting each other. And I just was like, I'm not going to, okay, no.
0: Yes. Got to just put a stop to it. So you said something.
1: I did. That's
0: amazing. Oh my gosh, that's so empowering to even hear. Were you nervous to say something? Did you feel good after saying something? Like, how did that feel for you?
1: Ultimately, I felt good. I feel like the initial reaction to my saying something, and I said something privately, the initial reaction was like some resistance. And I was like, uh, I've crossed a line. It ended up being fine, but I I feel like it's that, um, and I'm going to let you articulate this because you said it much better. But like, it is hard to be to get loud and to speak a truth, and then just like, yeah, and to and- deal with the discomfort of the reaction. Yes,
0: that right there. To just like let it sit, just let it sit. Like this is my truth, period. Like, if your truth is no, and like that is a complete sentence, period. Like, you don't always have to explain yourself because I find that, I don't know if you feel this way, but like, I find that if I am explaining my truth and I'm really worried about the person who is on the other side of the truth hearing it and like thinking a certain thing, I try to caregive for them. And so I like am scrambling after I say my truth, but like, oh, yeah, but the, you know, like that, like, and then I try to like fill in all the blanks of like what I think is, I'm projecting what they think. And then it's like, wait, I'm doing the double work. I'm working my own self to like actually say my truth and I'm working so that they don't feel, or that they feel comfortable. So I'm caregiving and being empowered. And then it just like drains the shit out of me.
1: Well, and it's not all of that. Yes. And you end up not being clear.
0: Yes. Oh, that's very true.
1: Right. Like you, this, there's this like discomfort and you can feel their discomfort and then you have discomfort around it and you're you know the reaction of like i feel like we all sometimes have the reaction of like oh god i want to take that back and then i mean i don't know how many of us can relate to the experience of breaking up with somebody and realizing that like you didn't actually break up with them
0: successfully because you immediately oh. started to backtrack there's some weird shit god <laughs> the breakup combo that's not a breakup combo and then they're like oh we're going out on tuesday right and you're like wait, I thought we were done for life. <laughs> like this, Or that like
1: your intention was done for life, but that you like muddied the waters because you got like awkward about it. And it's like, all right, well now we have to do this again.
0: Yes, yes.
1: That's I've been on both so... sides of that conversation, I will admit, but yeah.
0: Oh, that's yeah. so relatable. That like right there. Oh my God, my heart is just... Like so sad because it's just it's so real to just say the thing and then be like, well, no, but I think I'm going to offend you by saying the thing. And then it's like, well, wait, it's worse if you're like trying to project. okay so I have to say that I don't know how much I want to say about this, but I guess I will just be honest where this happens with Tyler and I all the time. So like he somehow has some gene. It's really annoying, but like he has some gene where he can just say his truth all the time. And maybe it's because he's a white guy. I don't know. Like, it's like he, like, he just is not afraid. I think that's actually the reason. Like, that's just what it is. Also his personality, but like he has not had a lot of pushback in his life. And so he like just says the thing and like, and then I'll be like, okay, so I always know exactly what he's thinking at all times. Like, it's, it's a gift for me because I'm never like, it's never like an opaque, you know, like, do you actually mean this? And he's very literal. Well, if I want to say my truth... I have found Karen that I not only minimize my actual physical body, like I hunch over a little. This is this is totally um, unconscious, by the way. But I actually speak softer. I have noticed this lately, and so like I'll normally talk to him in like a normal, confident voice, and then every once in a while, if I if I really am trying to say something that I'm like uncomfortable about, and it's about him he'll be like, wait, what? Like, what did you say? Because he literally won't hear me because I am not speaking loudly enough. And like, that is cellular level, like quietness, because like, I'm not consciously being like, I mean, yes, I'm consciously afraid to say the thing that I want to say that will definitely offend him or like we'll start a fight or whatever it is. But like, I'm not consciously thinking, oh, you need to lower your voice now to a like hardly available level for a human ear like it's like no and so then the worst thing happens is that when he's like I don't hear you and he's being honest like he actually physically cannot hear me then I'm like fuck and then I'm mad at myself because I'm like I'm not being loud enough and then that means that he's really listening because he and then I'm like oh my god I have to say my truth louder oh my god no (laughs) like it's terrifying
1: oh my god oh Katie talk about relatable man that oh oh i'm gonna oh, need a minute with that oh, one because
0: oh, i'm, oh, sure I I'm sweating <laughs> I, am, I
1: am sweating <laughs> oh my god literally just like oh god like am i having
0: a hot flash I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes Ugh. Ugh. like how do you be loud i mean like what you're what you just described that you did is so beautiful Karen and it gives so much permission to other people to say what they actually mean and to like say it loudly so people can hear literally loudly like actually like like so it can be like heard with the human ear and it's like here I am like I'm like hugging myself right now and like I'm like trying to comfort myself meanwhile sweating I'm really warm (laughs) (laughs) yes
1: so here's Here's a sl- like, here's something about this that I am just thinking through again right now. So that moment of, like, I have to say something or, like, I'm just I'm going to do it. And recently, another example of, like, just getting into conflict with someone for using a sharper tone than maybe I would usually have used. Both of those instances were in defense or in support of someone else. Oh, that's interesting. Like this thing that I was just like, no, was like something that was going to involve a lot of people and a lot of people's time. Mm. And it was like, I cannot let that happen. Yes. Right. And so I am also experiencing the hot flash with you and realizing like, I wish I could do that for myself. Like if it was just me, like you're describing, like if it's just my truth or just my whatever, I am way less likely to be like, oh, yeah, no, we're, shouldn't, we're shutting that shit down.
0: Totally, totally. Okay, that's such an important and, like, profound distinction because I know what you're talking about. It's like, I mean, I, I well, I, I guess I, I'm, I'm not a mother, but if I were a mother, I can imagine that I would do anything to defend my child. And it's like, there were times, very few, but, like, there were a few times where, like, someone would say something mean about Lucy and I would be like... Oh, bitch! Like, here's the wrath of God coming right at you! And so it's just, like, that didn't happen that many that many times, but it did happen, like, a few. And the thing is, is that she's a dog, or so, was a dog, so, like, it's okay. But, like, the thing is, is that it's, it's so... I feel like if I am to speak up for someone else, it feels because it's someone else it feels valid as hard as that is to say out loud and it's like it's some it sometimes you can think the stuff about yourself is like you second guess like is that valid would other people think that and then it's like wait no like my internal barometer is going off the charts right now I need to say it and then I whisper it <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god girl oh god oh no <laughs> right?
0: Oh god. Oh god, it's so fucking real.
1: Oh my god, the most absurd thing just popped into my head. Oh
0: my god, please.
1: Like, you and I need like, an internal Xena warrior princess. 100%. To defend, to like, in these situations, to just like, jump out and do, defend us the way that we
0: are like, defending or advocating on behalf of other people. I love this so much. And because it makes me think of like Beyonce's alter ego, Sasha Fierce. Okay. So here's the thing. I have been thinking about this. Like, it's so amazing that you just mentioned this because I have two friends that actually have alter egos, like two friends in my actual life. So I have a friend who her alter ego is a girl named Nikki and Nikki is like a no nonsense woman who takes like, has, gives zero fucks, is, like, super, like, you know, um adventurous, like, my friend is, like, kind of introverted, and, like, she, like, gets scared about different things, and then she's, like, well, Nikki's here, so I'm doing all the things, and I'm, like, wow, okay, like, this is amazing, and then I have a friend also who, her alter ego name is Eliza, and Eliza is, like, this super, like, she's just super confident, and, like, just, like, wears amazing outfits, and I mean, these are not people that have, like, multiple personality disorder, this actually helps them a lot, And it, like, it kind of, they, like, legitimately kind of, like, think about, like, what would this alter ego do to defend me or to do the thing that I actually know is good for me. Does that make sense? Oh my god. That is fucking superpower. What? Right? Exactly. That's exactly what I said. Like, my friend who has... Okay, my friend with the Nikki alter ego specifically leans on Nikki a lot. And, like, we are on a text thread, a bunch of my friends together with this woman who... Her name is not Nicole or anything that has to do with Nikki. But, like, the point is, is that she... Like, our friends are... Sometimes we're like, hey, so... You know, like, Nikki's kind of coming in hot right now. And she's like, yeah, I need to dial her back. Because, like, it's not always a good thing. Like, sometimes she does things where she gets herself into, like, I guess I could say, like, dangerous adjacent situations. And so, like, there's that. But then, but most of the time, Nikki is, like, her best advocate. And Eliza, for my other friend, who I won't mention her name because it's too similar to Eliza, is, like, very, uh, she, she helps her in so many ways. It's amazing. We should all be doing this. Why are we not all doing this? I think this might be my homework for before I talk to you next, Karen. Seriously. Right? Oh my gosh. I just, my mind is blown. Like, oh my God. Imagine the possibilities. Infinite. To have someone who is like your constant advocate, your constant like wise voice to just like echo back to you. Like, hey, like, is that the right thing to say? Or like, what do you really mean? And it's okay to be scared, and like rooting you on and loving you through it, and like, yeah, the fact that I have two people, and these are people in my inner circle that like have these alter egos, it's got to be a thing that people do.
1: Oh my god, I mean, it's like it's, oh my gosh, what was his name? The anger translator, Obama's anger translator, Lucas,
0: oh, Ian yeah. Lu... oh, Peel, oh yes, yes, Lu- Lucius Lu- Luther. Luther. At the uh, White House Correspondence Dinner?
1: Yes. That was like an ongoing sketch. Like, yes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's really funny. <laughs> because what I'm thinking is, like, I, uh, one of the adulting things that I have realized is that in disagreements, like, I now have decided, like, if I have been drinking, I cannot, like... I'm just, I'm not, we're not having a heated discussion because I've realized that alcohol is this third party in the room who's like, bitch, you won't let them say that to you? Like, <laughs> alcohol is not my friend. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, in some cases, you do need that, like, third voice to be like, oh, what, did you hear that? You, <laughs> you, you gonna whisper that? Oh, hell no, right? Like, I feel like... Yes, yes, sometimes. it's a a good thing but yeah usually i just i literally just described alcohol to someone like that like who's just like jabbing
0: at you jabbing at me during a fight and i'm like okay oh my god that's so true though like i also cannot be drinking at all like i i have to be like stone cold sober to say my truth and also get into a fight also fights will easily happen if i've been drinking or if people around me have been drinking and so then i'm like yeah. Maybe this is just not, it's not a good look. It's not a good look for us if we don't want to be fighting.
1: <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Okay. Katie, oh my we're going to name our alters. Yes. Maybe we shouldn't call them that. Cause that's a diagnosable thing. Or it's true? <laughs> God! Oh gosh.
0: Oh, is it really? Oh my gosh. Is that like on the DSM? Oh shit. Okay. Oh yeah. Like multiple,
1: like uh, that, like dissociative oh. personality disorder. Like, yeah. Like that's what they're called alters. Like you're
0: Oh yeah. Your okay. Personalities. Okay. Stuff. I take back all mentions of alters before this. <laughs> like <laughs> but like these, these no, friends. Alter call, ego is different. Alter ego. Okay. Got it. So like a just a a different name for a supportive cheerleader. That is within you. That's
1: what I also like about it. Is yes. like that person is a part of you somewhere in there, and totally. you are just using this like alter ego as a mechanism to draw them
0: out. Yes. So maybe that alter ego could help say your truth, be more loud about you to others because they're always like cheering on. Mm. Man. So good. This is a tall order, actually, Karen. I'm nervous about like, what am I going to name my alter ego? How do I like, yeah, I, what, what is her personality? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have to get back to you. Man, I,
1: I feel like this is a web series I would watch. Katie, let's get on this. Yes,
0: seriously. This is, this totally is. And also like the life and times of our, of our, you know, amazing people that are inside of us. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. My friend who has the Nikki alter ego, she like truly could have a web series just about what Nikki has her do. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Yeah and she is better for it like she's happier for it yeah so genius oh my god right wow okay well on that note i feel like this has been a super rich combo that friends if you haven't gone on our youtube please go and watch this one so that you can see karen's not so green screen green screen because oh no (laughs) i can't i can't put this one on youtube oh no oh my no. i mean okay well maybe not this one but the next one we'll have better i know
1: i mean I maybe I'll take a screen grab i just i feel like this is a suitcase my mother would kill me <laughs> no.
0: it's okay there's a really nice quilt very colorful beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. yeah it's very beautiful Brilliant. it is okay antiques. well antiques yes tv Okay. Well, thanks friends for listening. And, um, we hope that you are able to find strength inside of yourself to get loud in the coming week and, uh, we'll see you next week.